Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. The Nevada Women's History Project was founded by former Clark County State Senator Jean Ford to collect and disseminate information about Nevada women to historians and the general public through its website, publications, and other public outreach. Jean Ford and those early founding members of the Nevada Women's History Project developed a vision for writing Nevada women back into history. They define the mission for discovering and showcasing unrecognized contributions Nevada women have made in this great state. And of course, their mission is never-ending. Women's history is never static, so there will be women and accomplishments to discover and write about for as long as there are women contributing to their communities and to our state, many of which can be found on their website at nevadawomen.org. My guest today, Patty Bernard, the website editor for First Ladies, a project within the Nevada Women's History Project. Patty, thanks for joining me. We were organized in 1996. Uh, Jean had left the uh, Senate and was uh, a temporary women's studies at the university. I was a Nevada history teacher, and uh, she discovered what I had discovered long before, which was in teaching history, there was very little about Nevada women's history. So I joined at that time, and unfortunately, Jean died uh, in 1998. Um, And we were left with, in the middle of the Sarah Winnemucca project, which was, uh, we had proposed and uh, helped guide through the legislature and then fund the two statues that are in Carson City in Washington, D.C. And from there, we looked at what we had for a goal, and that was uncovering the histories of Nevada women. We do write biographies. Uh, At that time, that was our greatest mission. We have over 200 biographies now on our website. Uh, We conduct programs, uh, Chautauqua, uh, we do uh, teaching oral history or teaching programs of that sort. We do have a speakers bureau. Any way that we can inform Nevadans all uh, of the exploits of of women, because as we know, history was written by men and mostly included men and not women. So we have gone now on over 25 years of discovering the exploits of women. It's If you go out to the website, nevadawomens.org, and you start to read some of these biographies, I mean, they're absolutely fascinating. And the grit of these women, you know, we're talking back in the 1800s, the 1900s, even current day, right? I mean, absolutely. there's a lot of women that, you know, if you start picking up their history in the 1930s and 40s, they're still alive today. 
However, I was just, I was out there yesterday and really just got lost in these stories of these women that came across the country, however they got here, and all the efforts and energy. And many of them converted into educators and farmers and even brothel owners and you name it, it's all there. That's women's history. (laughs) Uh, I am now researching the first uh, woman superintendent of Stewart Indian School, Alita Bowler. And she is a fascinating person. As a matter of fact, she is the only woman superintendent of any uh, Indian school. And uh, this lady was um, a degreed a graduate in uh, psychology, wrote papers on juvenile delinquency, and was a passionate, passionate um, advocate of the Indians. And from about 1930, there was a different mood in the nation, and especially with the Bureau of Indian Affairs, that um, we no longer thought of the American Indians as just someone that is there and we can take their land and we can get cheap farm workers and domestics, but that these people had a history that should be celebrated. And so she, for the entire life, she died in the 1960s, uh, worked, uh, went to Mexico for the government, just did a tremendous amount of work uh, for the Indians and no one knows who she is. Wow, that's amazing. Let's also talk about one of the other uh, projects within the Nevada Women's History Project is Nevada's First Ladies. Yes. Um, Again, there are many, many uh, interviews and newspaper articles. But what we have tried to do is not only is our website specifically for all Nevadans, uh, we are in the midst of it was Jean's fondest dream to get an educational component. And so we have tried to gather bibliographies and, um, and histories of uh, the Nevada First Ladies and put them all in a special area of our website, which uh, brings us to um, one of our major components now, in addition that we're in the digital age, is that we interview and we have a section on our website called Nevada Women Gold in the Silver State. And we have over 50 interviews on that particular site. And uh, we started with working with women of diversity in Las Vegas before we got the idea that we could actually write grants and do them ourselves. So between the Women of Diversity and, um, and our own website now, we have pretty close to 70 interviews, and we still do that uh, as we get grants. So one of the things that I would encourage people to do as, you know, the, the parents are passing away and you climb around in your attic or basement or whatever, and you start to discover some of this history uh, around Nevada and especially Nevada women, I mean, it would it would be good to outreach to you guys Absolutely. to go, is there a use for it instead of throwing it in the garbage? How would someone go about saying, you know what, my mom, my grandma, my great-grandma, they, they were here at the beginning and really did some spectacular things or not even, just... Um, actually, we're working with two ladies, one from uh, Smith Valley and one from Virginia, 
the Virginia, her grandmother was Barbara Coughlin, who is well known in Nevada, uh, Reno circles, um, and part of the Collin Ranch at that time. She was called Coughlin. And they uh, emailed the Nevada Women's History Project. We are on Gmail, and uh, if they simply uh, Google Nevada Women's History Project, they'll find the, the email. Just telling us we have this information or we would like this information and we would like to uh, have a biography on our, your website. And uh, that's how we field questions uh, from those folks as well as um, people that just want to uh, ask information. And we've had questions from as far as Poland. Uh, so we are really an international website. It, it is, and it's just it's so amazing, and, and what a great accomplishment. And that's why I say that, you know, this work isn't done, and certainly the work that has been done cannot be understated, right? I no. mean, this, was, this is volumes. This is a lot of time and energy all by volunteers. Yes, we are. We are non-paid. Uh, um, and so everything that we, we gain our operating money by memberships, donations, and, of course, grants. And uh, all of that goes uh, towards uh, disseminating and information that we discover on Nevada women. We have also um, opened a website for men or the gentlemen of the state, and that is our new legacy website, which you can get to from NevadaWomen.org. And what we have done is very similar to a legacy, legacy.com, for people that are deceased. And what we are trying to do is capture um, histories of ordinary Nevadans that contributed in the, to their communities, but they, didn't, they weren't to the point where they made history books or or they leaders. The politicians. They were they just the people the that made exactly. the communities work. Mm -hmm. And so um, we started that about three years ago. And it's a wonderful place if you have um, uh, someone that you would like to honor, uh, similar to the legacy website that there is. But you can be very creative besides obituaries. You can do pictures and, and all kinds of things. That's, that's pretty awesome. Before we wrap up this segment, let's also very quickly talk about one of the other projects that you guys do is Women of Achievement. Yes. Uh, and we do this every year um, that we, um, we have our own Women of Achievement, and then we participate in the Nevada Women's Fund uh, luncheon Women of Achievement, and they are two separate uh, entities. Uh, women of Achievement for the Nevada Women's History Project is picking a woman who has made substantial uh, contributions to women uh, in Nevada. And these are uh, women that are alive, and by these the way. Are, <laughs> these are women that are alive. Yes, uh, current. The, the Nevada Women's Fund uh, has a much larger uh, organization, and they celebrate all women that are uh, uh, put forth by the various businesses that they um, have as sponsors, and we do a woman for that luncheon also. That's awesome. We have to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to pick up with Patty Bernard, who is here representing the Nevada Women's History Project. I encourage everyone, go out to nevadawomen.org. The history, the stories, is just 
fascinating, mind-boggling, and really shows that uh, women were a huge part of the formation of this state. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Nevada women have been campaigning for the right to vote since shortly after Nevada became a state in 1864. The Nevada Equal Franchise Society created local branches throughout the state. These suffrage campaigners had to visit and personally speak to miners, farmers, sheep herders, cattle raisers, shop and tavern owners, and townspeople everywhere. Traveling by train, automobile, stage, and even on horseback, they had to go everywhere and do whatever it took to personally speak to every man to convince him to vote for women's suffrage. These workers flooded their local newspapers with suffrage progress bulletins and posted printed material wherever it might be read. Their hard work paid off with a glorious victory, a majority of 3,000 votes statewide. 10,936 men voted for and 7,258 voted against the measure. After the election of 1914, women had the right to vote in all Western states. Our pioneer spirit had prevailed. With me today, Patty Bernard, who is representing the Nevada Women's History Project. And so, Patty, I mentioned women's suffrage because that's one of the bigger projects you guys have been working on. As a matter of fact, it is. Uh, in 2014, uh, we established uh, another website, which is our suffrage website, and that is um, suffrage100nevada.org. And in that, we started putting information on the original 1914 suffrage. It has grown, and we now have 85 women on this suffrage website, biographies, uh, lots of information about suffrage. And um, our information is now linked to two national websites that contacted us for our, our website and uh, the amount of information and the easeability of, of working with it. Uh, one is um, www.suffragememorial.org, um, and a national collaborative for um, women's history sites. We have helped identify uh, five uh, women uh, locations in Nevada that were hotbeds for suffrage. And so uh, the, uh, an organization called the P Pomeroy Foundation um, has financed over uh, 1,000 um, memorial markers throughout the nation, and um, Nevada received five of those. And so we have trail markers 
um, that are linked to suffrage in Austin, Battle Mountain, Las Vegas, Carson City, Tonopah, and Reno. And the Reno one, um, we are fortunate that uh, we there is a standard sign, standard marker in metal on uh, that Reno, the city of Reno, did not approve because they had um, a certain specified marker that all markers were going to be. And this just was a little bit different. And so uh, Patty Caffaretta financed that one. Uh, the last one is going to be in Austin this coming uh, summer. And in our newsletter, there will be plenty of information, and we would love people uh, to come to these small towns and celebrate uh, the town where a major woman uh, lived and worked. Awesome. So let's talk about your newsletter, your membership. So if people want to stay in touch with the Nevada Women's History Project and, and get the newsletter and find out what's going on, you guys do and participate in a lot of events, obviously all around the state. Talk to us about membership. What is that going to do for me? Membership uh, is substantially supporting the Nevada Women's History Project. Our, our dues are quite low, $30. Uh, we do encourage people to donate and become a member at various levels of $100, $500, 1000 or a family membership of $55. So in a sense, what we try and do is provide a quarterly newsletter, which um, we have had accolades on. Uh, we highlight a uh, woman in history and current information and past information. We have um, a monthly uh, digital newsletter that goes out uh, to the community. And um, it is uh, just a, a super way to support uh, a very important facet of Nevada, and that is the contributions of Nevada women. Well, and I would think for someone new moving to our community, of course, we have a lot of people influxing from around the country. I mean, what a great way to get up to speed about, you know, how this state evolved, the importance of women in this state. And I mean, you have so many different projects that if somebody was like, I really resonate with that particular project. I imagine through the volunteer side of the organization, you can assign them to that. Oh, we would love volunteers. <laughs> and uh, we, we try and gain in volunteers by our programs. And uh, we've got some wonderful programs planned for this year. COVID put a, quite a stop to our in-person programs for the last couple of years. And so we with our fingers crossed, are, are starting them again. And, for example, in uh, February, we are going to go to the Marjorie Russell Textile Museum in Carson City. And Jan Leverin, who is the curator there, will give us an interesting project uh, in overview of the Textile Museum. Um, in March, we're going to the uh, Stewart Indian School, and this is why I'm doing the biography of Alita Bauer. And uh, there is, I grew up in Carson, and there is so much that I have learned uh, about Stewart that I did not know. And it's, uh, it, it almost went into disuse when Stewart Indian School uh, was uh, ended in 1980s. 
But at this point, it is coming back. The buildings are being refurbished. There is a wonderful museum. And uh, if anyone would like to go on that, uh, check our website newsletters, and we call it the monthly blat, but our, just contact us on, at, at our website. And then in April, we're going to uh, do a program with a group in Virginia City. And um, we have an annual meeting that we dress up, so to speak, and, and go to a, uh, either a golf club or have an annual meeting in a wonderful program. And in May, we're going to the Thunderbird Lodge up in um, Incline, the home of George Wittell. And um, that not everyone can go to. Um, and so that will be a really interesting trip. Um, we are also going in November to the Nevada State Museum uh, behind the scenes where the Datsolali baskets are housed because, of course, they are really in a very secure area. And then we're going to end the year with Christmas in Nevada. Patty Caffarata uh, wrote a book about experiences of, of Nevadans in, 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 at Christmas. And so we're going to have a, a, a program with Patty and share our Christmas memories. That's awesome. So um, that, those are ways that you can um, contact us, and we do get volunteers at that time because then they can also see that. We're also uh, starting each month a um, Zoom program on some of our interviewees. So we have done, as I say, over 50, and each month we will pick a woman and put her oral history on Zoom which is something new for us. But I think uh, our oral histories, these women, some are deceased now, just have a wealth of information to share about their life and what they, their purpose they thought a Nevada was. Well, and one of the things that's so important about the Nevada Women's History Project, when we talk about, you know, where we are today in society with, you know, diversification, I mean, you want the history of all women. In Nevada, it, it doesn't matter the background or where you came from or what you looked like. We want to know about you. That's exactly right. And we, we try and we are a statewide organization. Uh, in 2019, we uh, loaded up the videographer and several of us that did interviews. And we started out in Fallon and we went all the way to the border interviewing women in towns like Austin, outside of Austin, actually at the border, at the Border Inn, a fascinating lady that uh, owned the, the uh, restaurant hotel uh, right at the, the border. It is so important that we capture history throughout the state, and we do work with Southern Nevada, we were at one time, Jean envisioned that Nevada Women's History Project could have a north and a south, but our interests were so uh, dissimilar in many respects that we thought that it would be best if they went their way and we went our way. They are more southern Nevada and we are still statewide. 
Nice. Well, it's so important. We're so glad you came here, Patty. Thank you. Anyone that wants to learn more, please go to the website, nevadawomen.org. It is a wealth of information. It's a fascinating read when you get into all these biographies. Final words. Um, We welcome all. We welcome all with information about their women. Uh, Many of these women moved out of state. Uh, Of course, Nevada is a uh, state that people just kind of passed in and out. Many of them came back. Uh, Many uh, came after World War II because a lot of their male counterparts were stationed in Nevada. And if you like sagebrush, and we call it the sagebrush ocean, and wide open spaces, they then moved back. And so we got a generation of women that way. Um, but whether it is oral histories, we do, we do the past and the present. And um, welcome anyone to contribute in any way that they can to our project. They don't have to be in Reno, Nevada. They can be uh, somewhere in Nevada searching libraries for us for biographies, searching people that we should interview. Uh, We are just an all-encompassing organization celebrating women. That's awesome. Thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where today the Nevada Women's History Project has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.